even though it is the worst podcast I have ever heard. back my friends we are the smarky geeks i am frankie bitch jericho de jesus and you are listening to episode 170 of the smarky geeks uh pillar to pod edition um you can reach the show at what about that the smarky geeks.com uh Subscribe to us or whatever podcast cast you use. Just search Smarky Geeks and we'll be the ones that show up on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or your podcast loving apps. And if your app allows you to do so, leave us a five star melt to review. It helps spread word to show. Almost crashed. <laughs> and uh, the. Subscribe to our Twitter feed at Smarky Geeks at Frank Dexter at the John Terriano. Subscribe to us or join our Facebook group. It's my favorite place to be online on most days. And uh, yeah, uh, let, let, let's let's get started. Uh, plenty to go through today. Um, and uh, this is a pillar to pod. Uh, this is where I do a solo show, and I know we've been getting a lot of these lately. Um, but it's it's a solo show where you and I we just I just shoot the shit over with about wrestling with you guys, and uh, it's just uh it's mainly a top of mind type of show where I just talk off the top of my mind of topics on wrestling and then I review the, uh, this week's episode of Dynamite. Um, so I'll be talking about some some news and then talking about Dynamite from. Wednesday, which was the third, yeah, because it was the Trace de Mayo thing, yeah. Anyway, so let's get on to it. Let's talk about some news, and I don't think I don't think we should just avoid the elephant in the room here. Um, Wembley is a success, a complete success for AEW. Um, with the pre-sale. Came out to like, like at first it was thirty six, and then it was reported forty five, and then now it, the pre sale ended with like plus fifty or some such. And now with the regular sale going on, it it looks like they've done sixty plus thousand um, paid tickets. So uh, this show is not only a complete and other success; it's historical. Um. Beating out, I think already. I think they've already beaten out Clash of the Castle, Clash of, which I love to call it. Um, so at Wembley, no, that, no, that was in Cardiff. Excuse me. Uh, but yeah, 
This was historic. Uh, great, great freaking pre-sale. Great freaking um, first day sales. This is going. This is. There's no way to spend this. Um, this is a complete and utter success for AEW. Um, ticket sales, money-wise, they're making well over $5 million on this already. Uh, I don't know. The sale is still going on today, and um, it looks like possible that they're going to do like 70000 or more. Um, I'm starting to think they should have uh, booked a bigger place. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be a great... This is, we're we're going to hear the loudest Adam Cole baby. We're going to hear the loudest CM Punk chants. Because uh, this is the AEW crowd. They like to get involved and shit like that. And so that's going to be awesome. Um, the entrances alone going to be awesome. I hope they do like the LAD stuff. You know, like those LED bracelets. Can you imagine the entrances with those LED? That'll be awesome. It's going to be an amazing show. Um, seems like it's going to be a big, big, big summer for AEW. Um, they got Forbidden Door. They got, which is also um, selling good in Canada, I believe. That's Ontario, Ontario, Canada. I could be wrong. Or Ottawa. Um, but yeah, they have they have Forbidden Door too. They have All In coming out and All Out. The new show starts in June. So. Uh, AEW Collision, which we'll talk a little bit about later. Um, yeah, this seems like if they do it right, this shit could be big doings for them. And uh, yeah, like I said, there's no spin on this. This is a success. I don't know, like people um, tend to do the whole skies falling thing here, and even even when they succeed, <laughs> it's like I don't know. But can they do it elsewhere? Like, what the fuck you want them to do, man? Anyway. Uh, massive success. Um, and they haven't even announced who's going to be there. They haven't even announced matches for this show or who's going to be there. So that's... They're going to sell more tickets through that. So, yeah. Good, good time to be an AEW fan, I guess. Um... Uh, so that that was that was some good news there. Uh, CM Punk has been doing a world tour of sorts of his own, um, where he went to Raw. We talked about that last week, um, and uh, apparently he now he went to Impact and um, some other places. But yeah, he's he's getting around. Um, so that's that's cool, I guess. I listen. It, it it's it causes speculation, which causes word of mouth. So that's good. Um, or maybe just likes to go see his people. I don't know. Mox is starting his own tour, um, doing uh, New Japan dates. He's going to be in Resurgence. Um, I don't know if they announced that match for Resurgence yet. 
But uh, I think they just did announce the match for Dominion, where he's going to be in a six-man against Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii. It's going to be him, I think, Shota, Imanu, and I forgot the third guy. I might be, um, I forgot the third guy. Shit. Well, hold up. I am at Starbucks. So, you know how it is. I get my latte. So, I'm going to put this on pause, and then when we come back, we'll finish talking about some news and then get into the AEW. Um, then I might review. And we're back. Um, got my Starbucks, got my cheese Danish today. Uh, we're back on the road. I'm heading home after work, and let's talk about some wrestling. Let's get back into that. And um, I was finished talking about Moxley. He's going on his little world tour, doing New Japan dates, which is cool. I love. I hope he brings out the the shorts, tights. Um, uh, I think it looks good in the wrestling tights, and you know, when he's over there. I like it that that could be like that's his new Japan gear, you know. While over here he wears the sweats or whatever the fuck he wears, the cargo military cargo pants. But uh, but yeah, that's good. It's gonna be I, I forgot who it's him. Shota Imino is his young boy over there, and I want to say it's gonna be um Romero. Um, I can't recall. But uh, I can't look it up because I'm driving. Uh, AW Collision is uh, so it's gonna be their Saturday show. I mean, still nothing announced. It's all still the reporters talking about it. Um, but it's gonna be a Saturday show. The focus gonna be CM Punk, which we talked about earlier, and um, he will appear when needed, on Dynamite. And then supposedly, when he appears on Dynamite, those people who supposedly don't like him or have a problem with him will be on Collision for that week or a program or two. Um, which, you know, we kind of touched upon this last week, kind of makes me think it's going to be the soft reboot rather than the hard reboot. Where it's just a, a not, I'm sorry, I said reboot. Um, a soft um, brand split rather than a hard brand split. It's not going to be, you know, one roster here, one roster there. It's just a secondary show that's there. And there are going to be some stars that don't like the elite. And they're part of the punk camp they can go there and wrestle there and have good spots there. And there are going to be some wrestlers that are don't like punk and side with the elite. And now they have another show. Well, they have Dynamite where they can go. So, um, And then there will be wrestlers that just don't care. They just want to wrestle and live their life. And they don't care either way. Or, or there are going to be some wrestlers that just like both sides and they don't want to choose a side. You know? Make a wrestler wherever they want, either show, right, um, and then at some point, 
I'm sure these wrestlers are going to have to be adults about it because there's going to be pay-per-views. CM Punk, I'm sure, is going to be at All In. What the fuck are they going to do then, you know? So, yeah, I think it's like a soft reboot. So if people don't want to be around these people too much or whatever, they can just go to whatever show they want to do. Um, nothing hard. I hope I, I hope to God it's not going to be some hard reboot shit where it's two different brands. That's stupid. I think that would be dumb. Um, uh, so that's, you know, stuff with Collision. Um, I'm okay with the name. AW Collision. It works for me. Um, uh, Rampage, another show, is going to be getting some changes, supposedly, according to reports. Um, so it's basically Rampage is going to become what AEW Dark and Dark Elevation was. This is going to be their developmental show. Um, their NXT. It's um, Rampage is going to be um, where they they put the young talents on stuff like that. Um, oh. That's good. Uh, so, like these young talents, these um, untested uh, talents, uh, get national TV time. So that's that could be good for them. Um, and it's just an hour at a time. That's horrible. You know. That's good that they they thought about that. I mean, they're getting AW collisions two extra hours. So they turned that one show into what AW Dark and Dark Elevation is going to become. Did we talk about how that those two shows are getting canceled or being stopped? Warner Brothers once. I don't think we talked about that. That's other news. So AW Dark and Dark Elevation is being done, being put on the. Um, uh, I lost the expression in my head, <laughs> but they're not doing Dark and Dark Elevation anymore for the time being. Um, and it seems as though, according to the reports, as a rampage is now going to become that, uh, what dark and dark elevation was, uh, which is fine. Uh, so they get to have their two, one A, one B shows, whatever the fuck you want to call them, which is collision and dynamite. They have their, their B show, which is what it's become is their B show. Where is it going to be a focus on the young talents? That's good. Um, and where they can develop, you know, and then they'll have, and then that also, I feel helps ring of honor. Cause I was scared that ring of honor was going to become that the AW dark replacement because ring of honor needs its own identity. I don't think they've been able to really give it that. So this is a good sign for that at least. Um, yeah, so Punk, Moxie, Collision, Rampage, Wembley, Tickets, Trinity, oh, so some, some non-AEW news, um, Trinity Hot 2 has joined, uh, Impact Wrestling. And uh, that's I'm happy for her. I think that's a good spot for her. 
Um, I don't think that the other places didn't want her. I'm pretty sure AW wanted her. I'm pretty sure WWE wanted her back. Um, but either they just weren't willing to pay her what she's worth and would rather pay other people more money or WWE is really in a hiring freeze. And we just couldn't hire her back. Um, I'm sure AEW wanted her as well, but maybe they don't see her as for what she can be worth. Um, now, listen, she's not Sasha. She's not Monet. Monet, whatever, however you fucking say it. She's not Mercedes. You know, she didn't have that high of a uh, stepping stool to come off. Um, Mercedes Monet did. Mercedes Monet is a proven commodity in WWE, and now she's a proven commodity in New Japan Pro Wrestling, so, in stardom. You know? Trinity, Naomi, hasn't been that, you know? It was interesting to know, and and I always wondered, I always brought her up. No one else brought her up. They always wanted to know what Mercedes was going to be doing. But I was always curious as to what her next steps would be. And I think this is good. She could be, I mean, maybe not in volume of um, success, but she could be that next Cody Rhodes or, or Drew McIntyre. You know, she has to make her star. I don't know how old she is, but let's just assume that she has a lot of time left in the business. And that just like, not just like Cody's actually dynasty, but he's part of a dynasty. She's part of a legacy. You know, she's married into that family. Um, the Samoan dynasty, you know, so she has that there for her. So she's always going to get respect for that. You know, now she needs to do other things first. She needs to, what's it, the, what's it called? The Q rating. She needs to raise her Q rating, whatever the fuck that shit's called. But she needs to do that in the wrestling, you know, impact is an amazing place for that. Cody did that, you know, and she needs to go other places as well, you know, indies, do the indie scene, you know, if, you know, if that's, if they're willing to pay her, because I'm sure she's a, a big price. Um, you know, like get out, get herself out there, do some of the other, like, I don't think she should do stardom right now. Uh, if, if they wanted her to, um, because I feel like she'll be shadowed, she'll be in the shadow of Mercedes, but do the others, you know, do, um, Tokyo Joshi Pro, do Sendai, is Sendai still okay? Um, you know, but do those other Japanese promotions like that and, and make, you know, make a wave there. Do WoW, even do WoW. WoW gets, get some good viewers, 300,000 and stuff. You know, you know, become champion in other promotions. You know, collect belts like that, and and I think within a year or two, she'll be a big fucking star. That will she'll get what she's worth from AEW and WWE or WWE uh, or whatever other company that hopefully can come. I I do want another company to come big. And um, upset the standard again, like AW did. You know, 
I think a third company will make everything awesome. Third legit company with huge backing, you know. Um, but yeah, so but congrats. I thought I watched her debut. Um, just uh, she didn't have a match. I I think she's wrestled for them already because they do tapings and shit. But the her debut episode was last night. Um, um, when recording this. And um, I thought she did all right. Like, she's not a talker, you know. She also didn't get a lot of opportunities to do that in WWE. So hopefully she'll get more comfortable here in Impact. Um, but I thought it was a good, a good little promo introducing her. Uh, they they seemingly threw right into the main event type of scene here. So at least main event for knockouts. Um, where she's uh, in the conversation for the title so far, so that's gonna be cool. Um, and uh, yeah, can't wait to see her. Uh, some WWE quick WWE news. Um, they got their backlash coming this weekend. I think it's this weekend uh, in Puerto Rico. Uh, Wepa, my peoples, and uh. I'm listen. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm actually interested to watch this one because I want to see what they're gonna do with Cody and Brock. You know, I'm curious about it. I hope they don't fuck it up. Uh, Cody should win that, but it's WWE. Um, and uh, I'm curious as to what how that match between uh, Damian Priest and uh, um, that Bunny's gonna be. That Bunny, whenever he's wrestled, has been impressive for a celebrity. You know. So I'm sure this match will be awesome, uh, or at least have some some um, good things. Uh, I'm curious as to what they'll do with with um, Rhea Ripley and Zelina Vega. That'd be cool. I'm pretty sure she's gonna lose that, and um. Uh, Yeah, I mean that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have the card in front of me, so I'm not sure what the rest is going to be. Uh, the tournament for the the world, the WWE Heavyweight Champ, whatever the fuck, the World Heavyweight Championship uh, doesn't start till I think Monday is when it starts. Um, but that's that. And uh, let's get to the main event, the AEW Dynamite review. Uh. From this Wednesday, May 3rd, Tres de Mayo. And uh, let's get over. It opens up with, uh, goes right into the action. Uh, you know, I like that shit. Uh, with uh, Orange Cassidy, Bandito, Adam Cole, and Roderick Strong uh, defeating the JAS or, or whatever group of JAS this was. Um, I thought this was a good, fun match. Uh, it was very energetic. Uh, I loved it. It it, it looked like str- like strong was breathing free air. You know, like this felt like a good strong uh, Adam Strong. Um, Adam Strong. Wow. Uh, Roderick Strong. Um, Bandito is just fucking awesome. Uh, Orange Cassidy is awesome. Um, 
and the, the JAS guys were good too. Like this is just fun, energetic. Uh, you could tell that uh, Adam Cole throughout this match was distracted. Uh, there were some sloppiness in this match, and I don't think on purpose either. Just sloppiness, but it was. I know it was a lot of fun and it was energetic. Uh, Adam Cole was distracted, uh, which is part of the kayfabe because of what happened last week with his wife. Wife uh, Jericho was also there doing commentary during this match, wearing the 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 shirt, the the Britney Britney, the Britt Baker shirt. Uh, where which I didn't talk. I meant to talk about that. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. The the shirt. <laughs> The the shirt hurt heard around the world. Um, this is so stupid. It's a dumb argument. Um, it, it it's a it's an, a nothing. Um, I don't even know why it was news. Fox knew one guy tweeted an anonymous dude tweeted one thing a guy mind you. Uh, tweeted something, and Fox Five just reported on it, like just reported on it. On some anonymous tweet, that's all they did. They had reported on some guy's anonymous tweet, and um, and then talking about like, oh, AW promotes uh, domestic violence because this tweet mentions domestic violence. So fucking stupid. Uh, so of course everyone has to uh, mansplain this shit, and um, because it's all men. Uh, I have not seen a woman uh, have a problem with this shirt. Um, uh, <laughs> which is, yeah, it's a nothing shirt. It doesn't promote domestic violence. Uh, had. Had it been like a shirt of Adam Cole punching Britt Baker in the face, then yeah, you may you have a case, you know, you know, or if it was a shirt with her face with the bruise on her eye, the black eye, and then Adam Cole's right there, like, hey, she probably deserved, it, you know, that type of shit. Then you got a case, but it's just a picture of her face. It looks like it's, I don't know, but uh. Seen worse shirts and don't come to any other conclusion other than it's just a dumb shirt. If you don't like the shirt, don't buy the shirt. You know. Um. That's 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 my take. You don't like it, don't buy it. You know. I don't like it, so I'm not gonna buy it. You know. That's it. Uh, in kayfabe, the gimmick is that the bad guys made the shirt to make fun of her, and then in kayfabe. Brit and in UK Fabe and in real life, uh, Britt Baker was like, "Well, I'm gonna make money off of your you trying to make fun of me." So she took the idea for the shirt and put it on for sale, and now she's making money off of them trying to make fun of her. You know, she got back at them. Now Chris Jericho wears the shirt here to get back at her or them because it's Adam Cohen's You know, it, it's. I don't know. They're like it's such a dumb thing. But that's my take. If you don't like it, don't buy it. No, no one. T- you know, move on. But uh, back to this. So yeah, because he was wearing the shirt, Adam Cole, who I guess represents all of you, uh, comes out and um, 
after the match, after he gets the pin, uh, he runs immediately after getting the pin. He really he leaves the ring and runs towards Chris Jericho and, and attacks him and they beats the shit out of him. Uh, they go to commercial. And when we come back to commercial, Chris Jericho's yelling for him to be taken away. And uh, then Britt Baker comes out of nowhere and smacks uh, Chris Jericho in the face and calls him Bitch Jericho, which I'm still waiting for that t-shirt to come out. Bitch Jericho. I thought that was going to be a thing. It hasn't. Like They haven't made it. Yeah, like, that should be a shirt. Bitch Jericho. I don't know why they haven't made that one. You know? Uh, but they didn't. Um, next up, uh, we had a segment with Renee uh, interviewing uh, Jungle Boy and Darby Allen. Sorry. I think, yeah, it was right after this interview. Oh, yeah, so right after that, that whole thing with um, Chris Jericho, they went into the interview, I believe. Um, just your basic, you know, can I trust you? Can you trust me? And stuff like that. It was whatever. Uh, the best part is here was uh, uh, Blackpool Combat Club does a promo, a pre-tape co- promo, where it's um, Brian Danielson talking shit about Bret Hart. You know, because uh, Bret Hart saying the best, saying that he was the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. And he was like, how dare he say that? You know, he's the best wrestler in the world, but Yuda's going to be the best there ever, uh, the best there will be. Um, I like the promo. They're heels, but they seem kind of face ish with that promo anyway. And then, um, Moxie did a, a quick thing uh, promoting the, the cage match between him and Kenny, which I can't wait for next week. Um, then we get uh, match two, which is Soraya um, defeating Willow with the good... I think she got her move is called the good night. Um, the, the best part of this is the aftermath uh, where Soraya... And what's her face? Tony Starr start beating the shit out of um, Willow Nightingale. And I think um, what's her face also came out. Um, Ruby. Yeah, Ruby was there too. They're beating the shit out of Willow Nightingale. They put in the boots to her. And who should come? Sheeta comes. She has her kendo stick. And she looks at the, the outcast and she smiles and she gives them all a hug. They got me. They got me. I thought she turned. Um, I have immediately got on my Twitter fingers and started preparing this whole fucking essay on how horrible this shit is, and it was dumb. And then there was a double swerve because um, as they they give her the spray can to spray Willow, and they're holding Willow up. And behind them come Hater and Britt Baker and um, smiling. And then she smiles. And then they turn around and she sprays uh, Soraya in the face. It was awesome. I, I love this segment. Um, and it does make sense. Uh, before Tita left due to injury, I believe, or she had dates to do in Japan, 
Um, Sheeta was part of Soraya's team because Soraya at the time was a face. But Soraya had, remember, uh, Soraya didn't like consider her for to be a partner at one point. You know, and you can tell that Sheeta was obviously offended by this. Remember, Sheeta was the one that threw the the Kendall stick to Britt Baker at, at one point. And that's around the time when uh, she disappeared. Um, um, yeah, so, so it makes sense for her to, to like, it would have made sense for her to join because she was part of that team before, you know, and it also makes sense for her to not join because of what happened before in the past. So, I thought this was a great bit of booking for this segment, this aftermath, uh, after match segment uh, swerve, uh, and it got me. I'm not gonna lie, it got me. Um, the next segment we got a uh, uh, House of Black pre-tape, where they announce the open house rules for the trios title. So they they they're doing this open open challenge gimmick, where. I'm not sure. Like they, they put some. She t- like um, what's her face? Julia Hart laid out the rules, and she said there is a twenty count and no rope breaks, and something about DQs and his dealer's choice or something like that. It, it confused me. What I'm thinking they meant or. What they said, maybe, and I just didn't pick it up, what they were putting down, was like, there are three rules you can choose from. So the dealer can choose, all right, this match will have 20 counts. Or, like, it's all up to the opponents. The opponents can choose their stipulation for this match out of those three rules. So the match can either be 20 count, or the match can be uh, no rope breaks, or the match can be no DQ. Um, it's up to you. I think that's what they meant. Um, it came out sounding like, 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 um, like they, like the last rule, they can choose what the rule is from when I, that's how I was like, that makes no sense. But I think after thinking about it, I think they laid out three rules and the, the, the opponents get to choose between those three rules. That's what I think they meant. But but that's the gimmick now. They're doing this open house gimmick. Um, open house. This open house challenge gimmick. Um, which is fine, I guess. Uh, after that, we got match three, which was the, the Trace de Mayo uh, Battle Royale. The claim, it was a good... I like AEW Battle Royales. Um, they're usually really good and very well well planned out Battle Royales. And um, you're, they're given plenty of story to work through. And there's a bunch of stories here that they told. Um, the winners were not who I expected to win. Um, the claimed with Daddy S were the winners of this trios, the, the Tres de Mayo trios Battle Royale. And I don't know. They didn't also lay out who, what, what, 
do the winners get from this? Do they get a, a title shot? Which would be weird after it, the champions laid out the open challenge rule. But um, so that that's interesting. I I was hoping we were gonna get the Lucha Brothers and Vikingo to win. That would have been an awesome match between those two teams, uh, those two trios teams. But uh, we got the claim, which I love that claim. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and they're probably the most over currently right now in that battle royale. Uh, I just wasn't expecting them to win. Uh, but a good match, nonetheless. Um, they do the rules differently where everyone in your team has to be eliminated in order for your team to be eliminated. So one member left over could be could still win it for you. Uh, but I do like that spin on the rules. Of a battle royale, a team battle royale, rather. Uh, after this, the claim win segment. Uh, we go to Kenny and Don Callis have a pre-tape. This was really good. Uh, where Don Callis kind of took over and he started talking about himself and how Moxie scarred him and shit like that. And um, and it's just more promotion for the cage match that. Kenny and Mox are going to have, and uh, that's going to be a bloody match. So those of you who don't like the blood, do not show up next week for AW Dynamite. It's going to be that's going to be a bloody match. Uh, the next up match four is Warlord defeating uh, some dude named Larue. Uh, squash match, very quick, uh, and uh. Christian comes out. Oh well, Warlow grabs the mic and starts talking shit about Christian and um, the dinosaur guy, Luchasaurus. And um, the Luchasaurus and uh, Christian come out. And uh, apparently, the cha- the shot, the title shot, is not for Luchasaurus. It's gonna be for Christian. And uh, this. And the open house rules thing is why I miss the 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 rankings. They don't do the rankings anymore. Uh, this is very WWE-ish, where some guy can just challenge for a title, and it doesn't very well make sense because Christian lost to Jungle Boy, and now he's challenging for a title here. You know, I don't like that. You know. I'd rather have rankings. And if you're booking right, then you won't have to worry about the rankings. You know? Like, Christian would be a winner. Winning matches, you know? But I guess it's TNT title, and the TNT title has often had an open challenge step anyway, usually. Usually it's announced to be open challenge. I don't think Ward will ever announce it to be an open challenge. But regardless, uh, we're getting that. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I hope he wins. I think he can make bring back um, that title, hold it for like six months. 
you know, and the dinosaur guy could be his his heavy and just make sure he doesn't lose his matches. And uh, yeah, but uh, and then then you could build up Jungle Boy to beat that title, um, to take that title away from him. So that that'd be a good little program. That'll be um, Jungle Boy's first singles title. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. But, uh, what else we have here? Uh, set another segment. Uh, we had a segment after that with uh, Jay Letho, uh, Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh visiting Mark Briscoe at the chicken farm. And his son, Big Murph, and uh, and Papa Briscoe, and uh, I enjoyed it. I, I it was, it was it was silly, dumb fun, and I don't mind that for like the mid card like this. You know, don't put that in the main event. You know, mid card here it's slotted nicely and it's fun. You get to relax and just enjoy it. You know, and this was fun. Just seeing. Statnam Singh and and, um, and Sanjay Dutt in the overalls playing with the little baby. It was it was adorable. And you got JJ, uh, Jeff Jarrett about to sing a song uh, for his baby. I I loved it. I loved the whole thing. Um. After that, and it, basically it was all. So they visited him and. Uh, they went to work. They they helped him out around the place, and it turns out they did all that stuff because they wanted information from Mark Briscoe. Because the Briscoes were able to beat FTR, and they want some advice on how to do that. Um, and that's how that went. But after that, we get uh, Starks defeating Juice Robinson. So Ricky Starks defeats Juice, Juice Robinson uh, in a really good, hard hitting match. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Jay White came out to attack Starks, where Starks gets the better of him. And then Starks and uh, Juice Robinson take a powder and then leave. Uh, didn't someone come out to help Starks? I feel like someone came out to help Starks. Um, I don't like this feud. Um, I, I feel like Jay White should be bigger than this, and this feels very weak sauce for him. Also, yes, that day was like the the tenth anniversary of the Bullet Club forming. Um, for the tenth years, the tenth anniversary. I thought we we're gonna have some big Bullet Club stuff happening here because Jay White and Juice Robinson are what they're calling Bullet Club gold. So. Um, Thought maybe it would be like a bigger presence here, but it wasn't. I don't even think they mentioned the 10 year anniversary of Bullet Club. Uh, right now, Bullet Club Gold just feels not quite like the OC, like WWE has the OC, and that's their quote unquote Bullet Club. Um, it just feels very not as 
bad as the OC because OC just comes off as um like a toy version of the Bullet Club. Um, uh, I get like they're just guys that they just put together to call themselves the club or a club or something like that. I I like the idea of a bullet club in AEW. I just wish they were better. Right now, New Japan Pro Wrestling's bullet club, the real bullet club, feels great. Like I like what they're doing with that bullet club. It's starting to feel fresh and new and and intimidating, you know? And, and less annoying because they got rid of the fucking house of torture shit. I mean the the house of torture shit is still there, but they're not part of Bullet Club. Um but, but the I don't know. They haven't done anything. Unless they're going to surprise us at pay-per-view. Uh, they they got some repackaging they need to do with JY and Starks. Because Starks, I think, is being hurt by this. Um, but the match was great. I thought the match was great. Um, I think JY can be fixed. And Starks, too. They're, those guys are great mic men. That's the thing, too. They haven't given these guys the mic. What the fuck? Both great mic men, and I haven't heard one peep out of either one of them during the whole fucking feud. What the fuck? But, uh, yeah. But, uh, what, what, what do we get after this? Uh, probably another segment. Hold on a second. Park in my car. In my parking spot. So after Juice Robinson gets defeated by uh, Ricky Starks, they take the powder. Um, we have a segment with Jungle Boy, a, a, a hidden camera segment, which I didn't like. You know, like you're not supposed to know that there's a camera there, like it's a like it's a movie or a TV show type of shit. You know, I don't like that. Um, where. Um, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, just kind of rev each other up, and of course, in, at some point, it comes to that they, they really don't trust each other. Uh, eh, it wasn't for me. The, this this program has not been all that great um, uh, for the main event for Double Nothing, this four way thing. Um, but uh, I'm glad it happened. Uh, I mean, I'm glad it happened. I don't even know why I said that. But um, but yeah. So this leads into the main event, which is Jungle Boy and Darby Allen versus uh, MJF and Sammy Guevara. The match was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, loved the finish, and they told a great story in the match. And I gotta tell you, like I'm have not been in it into this main event um, program. Um, I thought they did a really, really good job at selling the idea that this match is going to be a fatal four-way and no one trusts each other in this match. So it's going to be every man for himself in this fatal four-way, or whatever the fuck they're calling it, four-way match. And, uh, that's dynamite. Yeah, I've said it before, I said it last week, This, this pay-per-view cycle um, has not been great. It does 
feel like Tony Khan, uh, at least I hope this is what the case is, that it does feel like Tony Khan passed the reins of booking this show to someone else, at least for this pay-per-view cycle, uh, because of all the shit that's coming down the line. You know, Forbidden Door 2, All In, All Out, the Collision, you know? He just had to cancel Dark and Dark Elevation uh, because Warner wants exclusivity. Um, so, and the repackaging of, of Rampage, all this shit that's going on, um, I think he probably had to realize like he had to give the reins to someone else for a while. So, I hope at some point he takes those reins back. <laughs> Because this has not, this this cycle has not been good. So hopefully, double or nothing. I listen. Double or nothing is going to be great. That four way match is probably going to be great. I would have preferred them building up a match between one person and the other. Um, but this match itself, I'm sure, will be great. Um, the pay per view, I'm sure, is going to be great. They never disappoint on the pay per views. But uh, but yeah, uh, this is Dynamite. I thought Dynamite was really good. Um, can't wait for next week with the uh, Kenny and Mox match, um, cage match. And uh, yeah. So tomorrow after this recording, I believe is Backlash. We will watch it. Um, and uh, I. Is there an impact thing coming up? And I think it's at the end of the month, under under siege, I think it's called. Anyway, uh, that's the show. Have a week. Sweet. <laughs>